Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2018. My name is Amato, and with me are... Tori. And Dom. Mm -hmm. You have been chosen, you two, because of your attitude to address this fanfic. And our youth and exuberance. Uh, I don't know about that anymore. Hey. Is is that that a good good attitude or a bad attitude? Well, judging by Mighty Morphin, it is... Freaking stunningly good attitudes. Oh, okay. Because those kids were like constantly mentoring youth and volunteering yeah. for things and like <laughs> That's what doing I do with self-improvement. Like, and doing word flips to save babies that are rolling down the down a hill. All the time. <laughs> That's literally what I do with my life, so. Yeah. Um, of us, who has the most attitude? Tori? I'd say Tori. Yeah. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sure it's a stiff competition, but, <laughs> <laughs> but probably Tori. I, it's a On average, we had... Our attitude is not much to speak of. I, I could have attitude if you bug me enough, but <laughs> no. <laughs> mm, okay, well. Well, my moon is in Scorpio, so the attitude comes out at times. <laughs> that makes me think. <laughs> if you were to transform into some sort of dinosaur, legendary creature, or animal-based superhero, what would your animal be? A dog. A dog? Okay, that's a good one. I am a dog. I'm a loyal, good follower. And also, I bite people if they make me mad. You're a good dog. You're a good dog. I'm a good dog. (laughs) Thank you. In Power Rangers SPD slash Decoranger, the mentor is a humanoid alien dog who transforms into a dog-themed ranger. That's beautiful. (laughs) What about you, Dom? Uh, 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 Dragon. (laughs) Oh, yeah, go for dragon. Dragons are like dogs, So unoriginal. If you give me the choice. No. Dragons are like sky dogs, so I fully respect them. And I like I like green as, as a color. Mm, yeah. Green's a good one. You can be the comic relief. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for me, I feel like I have to fall back on my. You know how like as an an, as a kid, you need to have a favorite animal because everyone's always asking you that. Because I just yes. don't know what, I, what else to ask you. Right. Yeah. And my go-to was rabbit because I had a stuffed rabbit that I liked. Mm-hmm. I, I feel oh, like I could. That's cute. I feel like I could do rabbit themed ranger yeah very cute rabbit. but in practice if i was to appear on power rangers i would be a one-shot character who would like be threatened by a monster never spoken of again i assume i would be billy's dm in his DD game that would, that would never mentioned before would never be mentioned again and i would what be dropped in some say, kind of maze is i feel like you'd be kind of like billy but when i was a kid i related most to billy yeah um, sure. me too so yeah i might have been him I, I was going to say, you, you would definitely be a Blue Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blue's my favorite color. Uh, yeah. yeah, except that none of I'm my knowledge you, you're is... You're Billy. None of my knowledge is actually practical or applicable, though. I mean, uh, I mean, what character's knowledge in this is? You know? <laughs> it, w- it would be related to whatever uh, monster we're fighting at the week. As long there as you, you say affirmative multiple times, you're good. <laughs> what, what, what color were you, Tori? What? Was what? Your, what was your Ranger color? Oh, I like blue. Like, I always liked the blue ranger, and, like, blue is my favorite color. Mm. But I also had a strong, like, as a child, a strong pull towards the red ranger because I just wanted to be, like, the cool one, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, the leader. Mm. Um, and I love that scene where Jason, like, um, uses Link sausages, sausages <laughs> like, nunchucks. Like, that was, like, my thing. I was like, I'm going to use sausages like nunchucks. Like, if the three so, of us... Classics of cinema. But, like, yeah, if, if the three I was of us compelled were, were sentai team, between the two. what colors would we be? Well, if the three of us are a sentai team, we are legally obligated to be red, blue, and yellow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah. 
Well, blue's my favorite color, but then the Red Ranger was a huge draw for me as a kid. I think that's my my tornness between my uh, my Taurus sun and my Sagittarius rising. But like, who who would be the the leader in in time when we're all defeated on the ground panting? Oh, that would be a motto. Um, you think so? No, yeah. because you can have the like cool leader red, but you can also have the like hot headed throwing themselves at the enemy red. Mm-hmm. Tori, I think you're hot headed throwing oh, yeah. yourself at the enemy no, red. No, that's totally okay. me. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm blue. And okay. Dom is yellow. By default. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, Dom, Dom, Dom ends a, like, lends, excuse me, lends a composure to us, mm. I think. Dom is a balancing force. Uh, mm-hmm. So it could be male or female, depending on the... Well, <laughs> blue, blue is also yeah. one of those, yes. Yeah. Both blue and yellow are the gender-fluid Sentai colors. Yeah, mm. well, which is ironic, you know, you're going to give me red here. <laughs> But you, you are the most hot-headed, I think, leader type of, of us three. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious, because in most social groups, I have not that. But <laughs> So, speaking of everything related to Power Rangers, I was way into Power Rangers as a kid. Me too. Up until yeah, about Zeo, which I thought was super cool, but I stopped watching for some reason. I was up to, until the um, um, Aquatic Ranger. Arc. Well, that was about the same time as me, actually. Uh, Zeo was just after that. Okay. Galaxy, I think, was the last one I watched. Or in- oh. Yeah, in space, oh. and then Galaxy was after. Yeah, Lost, that. Lost Galaxy was after in space. Lost yeah. Galaxy. I went yeah, back that and was rewatched. Last one I, watched. I went back and rewatched a fair bit of it in college, including in space. Mm. Um, and yeah, Lost Galaxy during that arc was the point at which I dropped off a little mm. bit. So for us, it was like um, a little bit after grade school. I think you stopped watching like late yeah, grade school. That yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm two years younger than you all, so you so got a little farther. Think, yeah, I got a little farther. <laughs> It's like it wasn't a positive. Just in grade school, it just wasn't a, as much of a priority as it could have been before. I, I remember when Turbo was going out on the playground, someone saying, like, ah, oh, the Blue Ranger's a kid who turns into, like, a, a big person. I, I was like, that's a, weird. Um, I had a I, I Power Rangers, point. Red Ranger Turbo pajamas that I wore, like, every night and was totally obsessed with until I wore through the knees and elbows of it. Very nice. Like, so. in middle school, I talked to people about Power Rangers in the same breath as, like, Usagi, Yojimbo, and Teenage uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That sort of thing. Well, they're all kind of a uh, similar vein of, like, shonen style and yeah. sentai teams, if you think about Ninja Turtles. The difference way. is Ninja Turtles and Utagi Yojimbo is actually better than uh, Mighty Morphin turned out to be. Oh, yeah, well, Usagi Yojimbo yeah. is really not at all not sentai at all, really, thing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when I'm thinking about Power Rangers, we had some friends who had lived in Japan. And from a very, very young age, I had some Jurenja, like, trading cards. Like, mm. you know, the basis of season one. And so from a from a very young age, I had the vague awareness that there was some kind of, like, Japan link with this. <laughs> and then I ended up with, like, a little children's book, um, you know, kind of going through, like, characters and weapons and stuff. Mm. And I still have it, like, um, I think on the sh- on my, my son's, like, bookshelf somewhere, of... Five Man, which is one of the pre-Jew Ranger series. So mm. I was also vaguely aware that there were other Power Rangers-y shows that were not Power Rangers. Man, like, and like from a from a from when I was like first grade-y or like kindergarten-y. But then I didn't really understand how all the pieces fit together until later. But like, as a kid, having a friend who was like vaguely interested in like a different nation's culture was so weird. Because mm. like as, as a kid, I had a, a, a acquaintance through church. That was like half Japanese, mm-hmm. so they'd go back home to the relatives every so often. So they were playing um, Pokemon Gold and Silver before Gold and Silver came. Oh, out here. that would have been mind blowing. It was crazy. Like they, they, they were like playing on a Game Boy during one trip. Like, can I play? It's like, yeah, go ahead. 
<laughs> and, like, I hit in a tree and like a hair cross came out. Oh wow! And like, like they're like, oh, that's cool. Um, and then they caught it in the captain. It's like, but I lost a battle before. It's like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> that sounds like a life-defining moment, Dom. It was. It, it was does, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this particular fanfic, it was written in 2001, so long after Mighty Morphin. And it's set in season two of Mighty Morphin, and it centers around the extremely awkward departure from the cast of yes. the actors of Jason, Zack, and Tree. I just had to assume that they had different, that they just didn't renew their contract or something. Oh, no, they, they asked for more money because Power Rangers was yes. making money hand over fist. And they just got rid and of them? The, an example <laughs> yeah. was made of them. I, <laughs> I, only, I only assume that after they got kicked off of the cast for daring to have the temerity to ask for a pay raise, mm-hmm. so, like Haim Saban or whatever his name is was standing at the side of like the filming, like just running his finger over his throat <laughs> towards yeah. the other actors. Well, it's an interesting thing about being um, a martial artist who goes into a film industry mm-hmm. is that um, you're really not respected for your craft very much. It's no. like, can you kind of act and also do these stunts? All right, do all these stunts and then sort of act. Right. And then they don't really respect the fact that, like, you are you actually have an acting talent with these these characters in Power Rangers, like they actually act fairly well. Uh, like, uh, no, I mean, Jason. I would say that given that they are martial artists and not actors, they do a decent job. I, I but think maybe given the script they were given, that as well. Yeah, I would say that as a martial artist, like you're given these roles, and they're usually stunt roles, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like yeah. The actors are in costumes and they bounce around and the voices are not theirs and, and like, the voices are the actors. So they actually had to put some acting effort in despite not being really actors at all. But like That's a, all I'm saying. As like a stunt performer, you're kind of treated sort of lesser on, on the set and on the hierarchy. Correct. Yeah. And these aren't just stunt actors. They're they're full-fledged martial artists. Yeah. So like yeah. my full respect goes to them, you know, as a martial artist. Like getting into that film industry is like usually you're given these kind of horrible bit roles and they... Got these rules, and I think they were right to ask for more money. But I understand why they were not treated as full fledged actors. Yeah, because yeah. they were hired as martial because artists, it, as stunt people, essentially. As like a capitalist, you don't pay somebody more than you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I appreciate them. I think they were, from what I know about the situation, I think they were badly treated. Yeah, but yes. you know, the as a fan, it it's very obvious the when they unceremoniously leave the cast, there's a string of about seven episodes where their characters are theoretically still around, but (laughs) the writers are also doing everything they can to set up replacing them. Right. And that is the time frame in which this fanfic is set to try to kind of patch up some of those gaps before it's they're all just like put on a bus and Mm -hmm. sent off. By the way, Amada, did you see that live action trailer that um, the Green Ranger did for that uh, comic book series? I oh for um, Hyper Force something like that. Yeah. Um, I was watching the um, a little bit of the you know the the Let's Play Power Rangers like (laughs) this not Let's Play the actual play Power Rangers RPG that was official that like that series tied into, but Mm -hmm. I did not see the trailer. No, No, it was was a pretty cool trailer of like um, it's like a. It's an IDW um, mm-hmm. comic book arc, I right. think, where they have mm-hmm. like a version of the Green Ranger or the or the White Ranger, I can't remember which one. Both being, being like mm. the Pokemon Czar or Pokemon Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> of like. Oh my Pokemon. god. Uh, Power Ranger Caesar of like a whole bunch of Power Rangers in different universes that were like invading different universes. Right. More Dracon. Yeah, exactly. 
And that was a pretty fun thing because because they got they got the Green Ranger actor in there. Oh, he's he was involved in the series on and off for forever, and I guess still is. They're a good sport about it. (laughs) Yeah, he's a he's extremely game. Yeah. Um. So this fanfic, uh, specifically, it's set around the events of the three parter, the Ninja Encounter, which introduces. Uh, Jason, Zach, and Trini's replacements. I wish I do and not it, remember. I, I know I must have seen I must have spent some time with him, but it does not hold any place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember Rocky either. The other two I have more affection yeah, for. I agree. Aisha and somebody? Aisha and, and Adam. Adam. Yeah. And I know Power Rangers fans who are quite adamant that Adam is in the top three or possibly top two or possibly top one best martial artists they've ever had on the show. Mm-hmm. This I, is correct. I was never quite, like, conscious enough of the differences no, between their he martial is. arts. He, and he's also given center stage. A lot? A lot, yeah, mm-hmm. to demonstrate his martial arts. So I will say that I don't know if he is the best martial artist on the show, but he is given a lot of opportunities to demonstrate his skill, and he is quite skilled. But, and he does, uh, well, he does a lot. Like, it's great. What color ranger was that? That's new black. New black ranger. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they switched the races of, of yellow the, and black. <laughs> yellow and black. As well they should So have. that the yellow ranger wouldn't be East Asian anymore. Instead, <laughs> she would be black. And right. the black ranger would be East Asian instead of black. Uh, so. Race is life. <laughs> they should have made Adam red, but whatever. Yeah, yeah well, they just kind of went... Rocky's the Red Ranger because well, he's well, another. Like, he's this white is what red. I was saying before yeah. is they couldn't. <laughs> the white guy had to be the Red Ranger, right? right. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying before is like they couldn't make a person of color the Red Ranger. Also, wasn't Jason supposed to be like vaguely like Native American? I mm. think he had a little ancestry. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know the ancestors act. I, uh, the, it's an, that the or actor's West. ancestry, right? But it was like implied in the show, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Well, no, but... it's explicit in like one episode and never mentioned again. Okay. Just yeah. like me DMing Billy in D&D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you're a guest spot. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that happened. Anyway. I'm pretty sure you're yeah. a guest spot in on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> I can only aspire to be like, like, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The DM. Yeah, the yeah. 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 No, he, the, the, the actor's name. I used to know it. Cause, he seriously reminds me of you, yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, you two look similar in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were a little more similar in high school than... <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just not similar enough to my high school self. Oh, but no. I, don't we all become like doppelgangers to our older, younger selves as we Sounds older? right. Oh, speaking of our younger selves. <laughs> so the this, Power Rangers. Yes. Yeah, this <laughs> fanfic is all from Jason's perspective. I mean, almost all. It's mostly from Jason's uh-huh. perspective. Yeah. And it starts with Jason pursuing a putty... Into the forest. He's, like, chasing it down. This is the, the fanfic Loss of Innocence yes. by Joe Rovang. Loss of More Than One Innocent. How, how did you come across this fanfic? Oh, this one was a wreck. Amendation. That <laughs> <laughs> was a wreck. On, <laughs> on, um, TV tropes. You have one job. TV tropes. <laughs> and... I know there is a lot of other Power Rangers fanfiction and older Power Rangers fanfiction out there, partially because I used to peruse the Writer's Guide to the Power Rangers universe, which was kind of like a wiki for in-universe Power Rangers stuff, Hmm. except written by one crazed person who kept track of all this shit. (laughs) And so it was like, what is every mention of this obscure thing that they mentioned twice? Hmm. Well, here they are. So so this isn't the the most famous Power Rangers fanfic? Um... You know what? I'm not keyed in enough to know what's super famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have one older 
like considerably older Power Rangers fanfic on the docket, but it's a Ghostbusters crossover because of course it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, one thing I've discovered is that you could, I could, I could do this series as entirely Ghostbusters crossovers. <laughs> mm. Internet, it, what did you do? <laughs> all right. It, it would just be, uh, yeah, Gargoyles and Ghostbusters. Yeah. This one's going to mm. be Power Rangers and Ghostbusters. All right. We're going to read a Back to the Future fanfic and Ghostbusters. No. Let's do some Lord of the Rings and Ghostbusters. No. no. <laughs> Those are wrong. No. It's all wrong. <laughs> Amato. Well, that's why we're not doing that. Okay. But, but we will be doing the Power Rangers some Ghostbusters. Nice thing, Koku at and some Power point. Ra- or, and uh, Ghostbusters. You might have to search for that one. <laughs> might have to. Uh, so yeah, the fanfic starts with Jason pursuing a putty. He's kind of like chasing it into the forest. Mm-hmm. He finds the putty drawing something on the ground and before it sees him and attacks and he hits it in the Z because Lord Zed made super putties mm-hmm. that have a much more <laughs> vulnerable weak spot than the old ones. Right. Yeah, because why not? And, well, and this the... is also very true in the episode where the Power Rangers are replaced that we watched where mm-hmm. a soccer ball kills one of them. <laughs> <laughs> kills? Yes, wait, 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 it wait. destroys one of the putties by hitting him in the Z. Oh, oh it kills one of the yeah. putties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, putties are terrible. Mm-hmm. They're the worst. It was a soccer ball. Well, yeah. There was a weak point in the uh, previous putties, wasn't there? Uh, no, their weak point was just getting hammered on. Okay. <laughs> so it's just these ones specifically that had a big giant Z. Yeah. yeah, and that explains how the um, in the um, power transfer episodes, how the new <laughs> rangers are able to escape from their being captured by the putties is that Adam kicks a soccer ball into the Z and it <laughs> destroys the putty. Best martial arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the thing that the putty was drawing gets destroyed by Tommy accidentally. He just steps on it. No, he, he, uh, he sees it. It's still on the ground. Tommy mm-hmm. sees it? Yeah. No, no. No, before he could ask any more questions of the inscription, being like, what, what is this putty dr- like writing here? A heavy brown boot planted itself into the okay. earth before Jason's eyes, erasing any sign that there had ever been anything there but a footprint. It was yeah. actually rock, walks on it, right, or something. Uh, yeah. Tommy, Tommy does. Tommy so just, only, like, stepping in. He doesn't realize what he's stepping on. So only Jason saw it. Right. And Jason's kind of, like, dwelling on this because, like, he's like, oh, was it some, like, important message? Was it, like, something that the putty was, like, he does signal? Like, he does, does, like, a close encounters of the third kind sort of thing where he just draws, like, this means something. Yeah, and yes. he's doing it that in class. drawing it in school, and Bulk and Skull make oh, fun of him. It, it is spot-on Bulk and Skull dialogue. I know. I was yeah. so happy. Well, like, it's not hard to replicate Bulk hard. and Skull dialogue. I, I, I know, but, but it just makes me happy that in this fanfic, Bulk <laughs> and Skull show up once... And do some Bulk and Skull dialogue and walk off stage mm-hmm. and never show up again. And it's just, yes, I I do want that in my Mighty Morphin fan. Well, was Thank it you. funny in watching, re-watching the Power Rangers, like, a couple episodes, was seeing how old everybody actually is. Yeah. You know, Bulk and Skull especially, you're just like, damn, these are not high school kids. <laughs> They're just young uh, comedic actors trying to get... Yeah. Get, and, like, I, I, I try... It's so funny. I mean, I'm on a recommended a few of the... Uh, Money more from Power Rangers episodes to watch. I, I tried, for the love of God, I did try. I'd like to say I didn't recommend them so much as say that they were the ones that were right. relevant to this episode. Like, well, I, I did watch them, and I realized that all the actors are in their thirties. But, but also, like Bulk and Skull, I like I remember them being like dipshit characters as a kid. But, like they're they're good people. They try good. Oh, because you watched yeah. the baby carriage thing. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. the babies run. Like, there's a baby in a stroller that's running down a hill because like this park 10, is all hills. Yeah, <laughs> it's like going through grass. It never loses momentum for any reason. Yeah, and it it, it zooms past Bulk and Skull, and Skull's like, well, Skull is like, hey, like that was a baby, and Bulk's like, oh my god, we gotta catch that baby because yeah, like they. 
they want to be good people <laughs> well, later they're on. They're just and kids. They, 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 like, they're, they're supposed gonna... to be just kids, but because the actors are, like, 35, <laughs> it seems weird. I was like, but... After that, they immediately get on their weird, like, three-part uh, skateboards right. and skate down on after them. They're yeah. doing their best. Yeah. And they they get the I'm Spartacus moment at the end of In Space, mm-hmm. when, like, the villains ascend on Earth and it's like, turn over the Power Rangers and, like, no one... And, like, I won't kill everybody else on this planet. And I think Bulk is the one who steps forward and is like, I'm the Red Ranger. And <laughs> yeah. then, you know, everybody else steps forward and does the I'm Spartacus and, thing. And there's the later part yeah. where um, Goldar ends up living with Bulk and Skull in their uh, uh, garage. Yeah, but they're kind of shitty to him. Yeah. <laughs> so Power Rangers, a lot of nuance there. But also, I, I, couldn't, get ri- I couldn't get through the rest of that episode mm-hmm. without some sort of, like... Um, validation from somebody else. Like, it was this sort of thing where I was trying to yell at somebody, but nobody was there watching with me. Like, <laughs> if I was doing a podcast where I was like, I was watching each episode of the Power Rangers, I'd go through it. But, like, or somebody else was there. I'm sorry, that podcast is taken. It's called The Morphin Grid. It's very good. I, I, I want to yeah. get on there and like, complain about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. They just finished Lost Galaxy. Oh. So. Uh, I, I do want to read this Bulk and Skull dialogue because it makes me happy. Go for oh, it. yeah, go for it. Mm. Class was dismissed. Two classmates made their way around Jason's desk, but paused, catching sight of the page Jason was studying. Aw, Jason's taken up art, Bulk beamed to his friend. Uh, I'm already hearing, hearing the music in the background in my head. Uh, you <laughs> can do the music while we're doing this. Skull grinned, tilting his head at the paper. Cute little critter. Hey, Bulk excitedly told Jason, maybe if you work really hard, Angel Grove Elementary will let you into their first grade art class. The two cackled and took their traveling comedy act outside, slapping each other's arms to celebrate their superior wit. <laughs> this is, however, plot relevant because Jason was thinking it was writing and he wasn't thinking yeah. it was a picture. Mm-hmm. But now that he's looking at it that way, he's like, oh, it, was it drawing a picture? Because well, like, it was yes. an oval with a couple of dots and some, some lines. And, yeah. yeah, over the course of this, it, it not immediately, he begins to realize it was a rabbit. Right. It was yeah. a true drawing of, of a bunny. And as a soon bunny. as he realizes this, he is rightly horrified because yes. this was a putty that did not have an evil mission to go draw a bunny. It was this... drawing a bunny in the dirt and he killed it. it liked right. a bunny because it was so cute and it loved the bunny. Now, to be fair, he, bunny. Didn't, he did not kill it while it was drawing the bunny. It noticed him, attacked him, and then he hit it and it exploded. Yes. But, but, but Jason this feels... does not make Jason feel much better. No. no. Rightfully, so, very messed up. Now, here is the weird part about the fanfic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the fanfic is serving a very specific purpose to explain the departure of Jack... Jack. Jason. Jason, Zack, and Trini. <laughs> Jason, Zack. Of, of Dreamy. Jackini. Um, that sounds delicious. Uh. <laughs> and to make that work, Jason goes to Zack and Trini and talks to them about what he learned and about his misgivings and about... He's been thinking this over, and he's like, we murder sentient creatures a whole lot. I mean, you know, they're trying to do evil things, but we do just kill them all the time. Because um, for an interesting thing with a lot of um, Sentai-based shows that have happened since then, mm-hmm. like there's been like Bokurano, which is like a giant robot anime, which is the most depressing thing you'll ever watch, hands down. <laughs> I, I watched the first part of it. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I, I watched a few parts back past it, and like, I had like a slight trouble getting one of the episodes. Like, oh, well, I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. And it was a um, bummer. But, like, uh, just just even recently, like this season, you have SSSS Gridman, mm-hmm. which is like a Super Samurai Squad. Um, Isn't that Super Samurai, Super Samurai Cyber Squad? Exactly. That combined with the Japanese show <laughs> was based off of into a, a new anime. What? Yeah. 
Wait, what? Exactly. Yeah, it, it's done by a trigger. The people who did um, Kill the Kill and um, Goran yeah. Logan and stuff. That's bizarre. It's great. You should watch it. Are they going to take a big bad Beetleborgs next? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's, be it's amazing. A, it's an interesting thing where like Speaking the, the, um, the Power Rangers. Yeah, like uh, Magica Madoka, which does to like the Magical Girl series, where it takes the Magical Girl concept and and changes it into sort of like a horrific yes. ex, uh, ma, ma, uh, extent and of the genre. It does a good thing, though. I do think it does the um, the darkness almost unnecessarily at times, right. but it does it. Mm-hmm. Very well, and you know really some things I, I do that with the Sentai, like the Boku right now, which is like just huge on the um, um, a devastation impact that giant creature yes. can have mm-hmm. on, on a city. Things and, done and the, for the sake of deconstruction, and, which and, are valid. and like the, the Gridman model, which is actually like a weird combination of the two, because they do have a giant monster that like destroys the town, and kills people, but then the people go to sleep and wake up the next night and everything's fixed and everything's okay. Huh. which is like another weird, like huh. almost Cthulian aspect. Of yeah. That. Yes. That sounds interesting. I kind of want to watch that now. It's also interesting because the people they kill stay dead. Oh, oh, that's really creepy. Well, it's creepy because then also they talk to the parents and the parents say they they died in middle school. Ah, uh, so mm. it's super creepy. That sounds great. It's Yeah, great. yeah I'm, I'm still on ex- episode like six or so. There's eight out at the moment. I'm interested in watching the rest of it. Yeah. And so... Well, and, so and so this is the Sentai concept of what if the things we're killing have souls. Yeah. Yes. And, and you know, Jason is making the argument... And this is we, what's happening. We have yes. fought... Pe- Jason's making the argument, we have fought people who have been brainwashed into evil. How do we know all these monsters aren't just like that? Right. And yeah. Zack says, Tommy was under a spell, Zack continued, tossing Jason another stone. But monsters are just evil. That's all they are. Jason pucked the stone... Pucked the stone? Pucked the stone? Jason pucked the stone out of the air and examined oh. it in his fingers, running his thumb over its ridges. Plucked? Maybe How do we know? He inquired. When do we ever give a monster as many chances as we gave Tommy? Also, there's there's lines like where they talk about how how like the the physical construction of the beings are different, but it's like, um, are you sure? Trini asked. Jason merely nodded, but it's just clay. Zach protested, and unable to grasp what he'd been told, clay can't have a soul. Jason eyed him. Well, and carbon can. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was interesting. Yeah, that was great. And it was interesting that they point this out, too, because the author is really trying to point to inconsistencies well, here. Like, that they gave the Green Rangers so many chances, yeah. and it's not explained why they did. And for the know, Because it looks human, I guess. Yeah, and, right. But the putties kind of do, too. Well, they look like people in suits. Yeah, <laughs> they do, just like the Green Rangers. Like yeah, they gave the Green Ranger more chances, uh, and and that's they're trying to point out like, hey, that's interesting. Why do we do that? Yeah, you know? uh, something this fake does have for it is very descriptive imagery uh, throughout it, like very yeah, it engaging. Does. And totally. what I was trying to say though, that's weird at the beginning of this, is that Jason has understandable misgivings, mm-hmm. and he talks to Zach and Trini. And only Zach mm-hmm. and Trini for the whole fanfic. Well, because they're the ones that leave him at the end of that. <laughs> they all no, get invited I, to Switzerland. I, I know. It's contrived because <laughs> that's what has to happen for this fanfic to patch the the, the rocky hole that it's trying to patch mm-hmm. over. Because, like, actually, but, if you're re- researching, you'd get Billy on that in a of second. Of course right? you would. Yeah. I mean, and there's no reason you wouldn't talk to Kimberly. I feel like there's a little bit of subtext here in this fanfic that Jason's not... 
I feel mm-hmm. like I felt like Jason didn't really want to talk to Tommy about it because mm-hmm. Tommy's mm-hmm. the leader. Tommy's the most gung ho at this point. And Jason it? used to be the leader yeah. too. Jason which did used to be the leader. One assumes Jason would have some feelings about, but it's never portrayed. They in were the actual. They, they, they were always pretty broy though. Like yeah, I know. There, there's a whole episode never... in season two about Jason just being distraught that Tommy's gone after he loses his Green Ranger. I know. Powers, he you know? just like immediately was like, "Tommy's great. I'm gonna follow Tommy now." You would think he'd have some tension about that. So, I don't know. This author's obviously trying to explore some, like, was hidden that, tension. So, I can see how that might come up. Was that your uh, Red Ranger impression? Uh, no, great. because his voice is like, Tommy's hey great, It's morphin' y'all. time. It's morphin' like, time. Yeah. Tommy's great, man. Tommy's so good. So I cool, love Tommy. Man. I don't know. Oh, that <laughs> Tommy. <laughs> also, there, there's some That's exactly what Jason sounds like, there, yes. There, there's yeah. some moments in this fic where they talk about Tommy and Jason interact and we're like Tommy's joking it's like hey dude uh, do you actually want one want to be the leader in now and Jason's like no no n- yeah. never mind and I, I take him at his word that he doesn't really want that yeah. but he but it does also seem like there is a little bit of subtextual tension in terms of Jason being reluctant to bring this up mm-hmm. bring this situation up to Tommy um, and alright what happens next at this point, it starts kind of interacting with the episodes, and that's when it gets a little bit choppier. Well, they do a little bit of the um, Three Ninja uh, intro thing, but without the baby falling down the cliff. Well, it's it's pretty. It's a good choice because at the beginning of the Ninja Encounter, all of the Rangers are out at a park mm-hmm. having a picnic together. But you get a long shot of them, and then the only three that you see close up are Tommy and um, and Kimberly and Billy, yeah. with the occasional shot of Trini separately that was clearly from another episode. Well, it's Trini and Jason and Jack all, all like, roleblading by themselves. Oh, is that what they're doing? Yeah. That's what they're doing later. That's right. Yeah. And so it kind of gives you the whole picnic scene, which is kind of interesting, with different conversations and things leading into that. The others ask them, like, hey, you three have been hanging out by yourselves a lot. And, like, is anything going on? They're like, no, we're just, we're just hanging out. Yeah, because yeah. they redo the picnic scene where the... The Pink Ranger says, um, I'm talking about the the, uh, the ninja. The ninja competition, which is just a martial arts tournament. Yeah, who says, what what obnoxious clods? Mm-hmm. Which is, they only say it once in the fic, but I watched it in the episode, mm-hmm. and they said it more than once in the episode. <laughs> the, the, the word clods, which brought, really brought me back to like, a paradigm frame of mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they... Uh, yeah, they've, they've strengthened the dialogue in that scene, but they grab a lot of it. Of they they grab the author grabs what they can verbatim from the episodes that they're like working off of, which is interesting. Also, in the fact they mentioned how like the teens are doing something, which just kind of puts things in word context. Uh, yeah, but but they literally say that in Power Rangers all the time. Like these teens are our <laughs> new Power Rangers. Like, okay, <laughs> look at those teens. Like they do that all the time. Around here, which the I teens, think is great. The teens the lounge comfortably in the shifting afternoon. Yeah, sun. but they <laughs> use that language all the time in the series. So cool. uh, yeah, it was funny because I thought the same thing when I was reading through it. I was like, what the... It's just what? kind of uncomfortable. But then when I was watching, re-watching the show, I was like, yeah, they say teens, like, all the time. Very now, three teens with our tour. It the occurs to teens. me... They actually... I, I was misremembering the order of things. The picnic, which marks the spot, the start of these three actors being off the show, is later. Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. that, they kind of walk through the episode before that and kind of write in Jason being uncomfortable yes. with things through well, the whole process. Most of the fanfic is that Jason is really empathetic towards these monsters now. And, did, did you say and apathetic? Empathetic. 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 Yeah, ambivalent yeah. towards, like, what they're doing. And yeah, em- 
like uh, he's empathetic towards them. Like he has empathy. But he's still um, uh, going through their perceived duty of destroying these monsters, but still like being more upset. Yes. Well, just before destroying this pumpkin wrapper, well, he has a lot of empathy which is to the monsters, such a Power Rangers villain. He's like wrapper. he's like volunteering with youth, like you do when you are a teenager with attitude. Yeah. And <laughs> and like they're drawing the Power Rangers. Like, as idols, they're drawing, like, someone draws, like, the day the Power Rangers saved my family. Like, that's what they're illustrating. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're and, hanging out with the kids. And so that's that's very present in Jason's mind. And, like, it's what it comes down to is, like, the others are like, hey, we've got to destroy this monster because it is about to do, it's about to destroy innocent lives. But right. what's happening for Jason is that he's, um, he's working as a volunteer with these kids, but in his mind, this putty drawing a kind of crude... Bunny is also like a child. Yeah. So he's and, making a comparison and and drawing this analog kind of in his brain. He's thinking, are we destroying children? Like, right. that's what he's thinking. So. And the end of part one is when the Megazord destroys the pumpkin wrapper. It's... Scr- I, uh, every time I say that, I have to just pause and I know. absorb the Power Rangers-ness. I, I, I have a part highlighted here that yes. says, um, the Megazord toppled and crashed against the earth. Below the... Below, as the pumpkin wrapper, pumpkin wrapper boasted on the ground, clown. <laughs> on the ground, clown. <laughs> Why did I highlight that? <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing is that so yeah. Power Rangers like they just, the silly puns. So like, they do this like, weird like introspective stuff, but they still give the the villains like pirate Power Rangers dialogue. And it's dialogue. very well, Power it's, Rangers. It's because yeah. the author's taking the author everything they possibly it. can from the actual source yes. directly. They, they did, did, great they did at a that. close read of the episodes and draw everything they could. Yes. So this is the end of the pumpkin wrapper. Mm-hmm. They summon the Thunder Saber. Jason could feel his arms instinctively moving as one with the others in response to their group thought, tracing out the deadly motion of their saber. The Megazord lurched forward, blade gleaming in the setting sun. You brats, what's with that? cried Pumpkin Rapper, (laughs) quivering from his imminent doom. Mm -hmm. The glowing blade passed cleanly through his body, and the Zord turned its back as the monster passed away into flame. Zack looked over as Jason breathed heavily. He knew Jason had heard it too. A scream. See, I've never, I I don't think I've ever seen such a great... An incredible accuracy to the source material in terms of literal events and literal dialogue. This author and yet, was so strange dedicated. contrast. So yes, but the literalness of what actually happened in terms of dialogue, in terms of events, and the corniness of the dialogue and the strange monster names, but then the actual emotional response and the strange scream. The contrast is so intense mm-hmm. like it's they that's incredible like it, it how did they do that it is weird like psychological horror where they talk about like yes then they have these things talking about like super, super threats but like the, then they scream that that's what what resonates with yes. yes yeah and like they created this strange different reality in which the monsters have these strange these feelings and they still stuck to the corniness of the source material it's very conflicting as yeah. a reader like you're like what yeah and jason is never able to really renounce the necessity of doing these things yeah but it's kind of like over the course of the fanfic he decides he can't do it like he can't do yeah. it anymore like, you know he, he recognizes the need for it he realizes it's important and that's it has to be done but right. he, he just can't do it themselves personally yeah and so it's really interesting part two is the one that that starts in with like uh kimberly and billy and tommy have kind of been hanging out with each other because the other three have kind of been splitting off and they all gather together for the picnic and again it weaves in and out of literal text from the episode and like mm-hmm. stuff that must have happened and like extrapolating on dialogues and it's it's our 
introduction to in the Power Rangers series to the the teams with attitude that will be replacing these three right. who are a team in that ninja competition. And they're like watching the team ninja competition on on a portable TV because of course they're all into martial arts. And I guess yeah. the whole time they talk about teens lounging in d- different positions and stuff. A lot of yeah. teen lounging. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's a, what Parentis is all about. Which is very uncomfortable to read. <laughs> yeah. And Jason has had Zach and Trini doing research on myths about imprisoning monsters. And they, I think they get in a decent, like, Lightspeed Rescue reference in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, why why has he not talked to Billy? What What is going on here? Well, like, they mentioned if you, fl- if you fly to Europe, we can check out the urn of the Kamalan face stealer and stuff like that. Is that, yeah. a, is that a Power Rangers monster? I didn't check. No, I don't think so. Don't um, I'm not 100% on that because it's been a while, but I think it's more of a Japanese folklore reference. Mm. Well, the reference to roaming spirits being locked up by sorcerers is a Lightspeed Rescue reference. Mm. But uh, but they're like, but we, we don't know how to do that. Like, we don't even know if they if they stayed sealed. And, that's possible as uh, a Power Rangers reference. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, this fanfic has... Jason and Zach and Trini attend the ninja competition mm-hmm. and be impressed by the good sportsmanship and skill of their eventual replacements. I, I, attend as um, people who are watching. Yeah, j- yeah, not to participate. Not participate. Uh, attend yeah. to watch it. Yeah. And and be impressed by the three who are going to be replacing them as rangers eventually. Spoiler alert for and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Th- th- that's the people who replace them, the, pe- the um, white ninjas in this competition. Right. Of course. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so the author writes in that they go and talk to them. And mm-hmm. that's something that never happened. They never really had any connection whatsoever with their replacements in the original Wait, but series. They knew them. Well, they watched them on TV, on a portable oh. TV in the park. It's something definitely something. Right. Okay, but yeah, no. What I recall from the episodes I watched recently was that they were familiar with them, like they knew the them Rangers person, knew them. Know. But the only actors on the show were Kimberly and Billy and Tommy. Ah, mm-hmm. So I'm saying ah. that like Jason and Zach and Trini never had a chance to like, actually yes. like form that connection, there and that go. that yes. is unfortunate. And so I just noticed that the author was specifically mm-hmm. letting that happen, mm-hmm. and they cut out the entire scene of them actually okay, I talking. Get what you're saying, thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, but, that's a good point. But they have it happen. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's just a nice touch. And they, they talk about the uh, other ninjas fighting dirty, which is weird because ninjas <laughs> is a dirty fighting style, period. Well, <laughs> it's, just, it's just not a common thing, too, to have a ninja competition. Like, couldn't they just have, have <laughs> martial arts, like, not, like, ninjutsu yeah, yeah. kind of... Yeah, because, like, ninja don't. competition doesn't make any sense. You have a ninjutsu no. competition where people learn mm-hmm. um, ninjutsu, which is sort of, like, a dirty style of martial arts. Which like isn't, a, like, isn't it really, like, practically... Uh, never mind. But I, it's, like, moves lot, where, it's like, you, you do a, a kick that's meant to kick through bamboo armor in order mm-hmm. to crush somebody's chest sort of thing. It's not practical, no. is what I would say. Like, Jeet Kune Do is practical. I, I just, I don't... <laughs> Never mind. It's Power Rangers. I'm and, gonna and stop like, now. If, if you're doing a ninja competition, like actual ninjas, that mean disguising yourself as a peasant <laughs> in, in, in like a yes, in, in like a some sort of um, like I said, Dom. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm calming down now. I think you should do yeah. like disguising yourself as like a woodcutter in like a Usagi Ujimbo style. <laughs> I like in the second Ninja Turtles movie, mm-hmm. where it starts with Splinter emphasizing that the art of the ninja is to remain unseen. And then at the end <laughs> yeah. of the movie, they return victorious, and Splinter just turns on the TV, and it's them at a nightclub rapping with, like, <laughs> with, with like, what, 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 like, what is it, like, ice, 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 ice tea or something? Ice. But it was vanilla ice. <laughs> and, 
And I don't remember. We don't know. So much disappointment. So uh, they were at a competition where they were rapping with iced tea. Right, yeah. I think that's what was happening. Um, so what what happens in the ninja encounter in the three-part episode is that the, the ninja winners are kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jason has a moment of, like, remembering other people who have been put in danger just from being connected with the Power Rangers, including, like, a, sm- a very small child from some episode or another. Also, there's having a lot of um, doubt. They, they, they write down um, alphas, cry as I-E-E-E-E, which I'm not sure I, I uh, agree with. I, yeah, yeah. How would you transliterate yai? Yai. Y-A-I. Y-A-I. That yeah. would make more I, sense, yes. Yeah. I thought it would be Y-I, but whatever. This is A-I, Y-I, 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 Y-I. I-E-E-E-E-E. I thought that was accurate. Would be I-I-I-I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Oh, yeah. Whatever. It's a, it's a it's a depth thing. It's a, two vowel sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. If you're gonna get all technical about it, I am. <laughs> all right. I'm pretty sure that that's what I'm paid for here. <laughs> Wait. We're paying you? No. <laughs> no. We get into <laughs> the body of the action in like this original source episode where like. Jason and Zack and Trini are being deployed to fight a monster called the Terror Blossom. There was a moment in that when Zordon is deploying them that I liked because it's mm. just uh, all these clever, tiny touches. What's that? Zordon's like, you will use a new transport mode called jetting. Right, came a voice from within Jason. He wasn't sure it was his own. It was not mm-hmm. his own. He was being dubbed by somebody doing a Austin St. Fr- Frank impression. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> It literally was not his voice in the episode. <laughs> that, that was part of my problem trying to finish the rest of the episode was like the uh, inconsistent um, After Effects dubbing. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the ADR was very um, mm-hmm. inconsistent and hard, hard to stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, say, so I feel like we can skip some of the action in the middle here. The main thing about the Terror Blossom is that it is trying to reproduce itself. Mm-hmm. And that does not do anything to make Jason feel better about this no, whole situation. Like, it can reproduce like a human. And, and Zordon's like, well, we're going to kill it before that, but yeah. We're going to kill yeah. that bitch. <laughs> and he's like, That's how Zordon talks. No. <laughs> and it's funny to me too because it's like, uh, like everything that's alive can reproduce. Like it's a well, plant. Like the funniest part about it is it's a plant monster. And it's like, how many times a day does he eat spinach? Like, okay, but most anyway. vaguely pig-shaped yeah. lumps of clay that are shoved into a magical oven have not been able to reproduce themselves on Power Rangers. Also, I, I really don't that's think that... Legit, I don't. But... I don't think that Pachingo Machine could have re- reproduced in the same way. Uh, I mean, I guess I, it never I'm had the chance. I'm just saying that it's a plant-like monster, which it means like reprodu- reproduction makes sense. Like, it's pollinating. It's like reproducing. Yeah. He, he eats vegetables, then they reproduce. Like, that's the funny thing is that, like, because it reproduces it's humanoid to him it's like nah that's not really like, but, but I, I I get his logic they, they do do a weird thing where they have like half the rangers fight one foe and half the rangers fight the other foe which right. I'm not sure actually happened in the show it absolutely did because they needed to get the actors who they didn't have voices or actual actors for mm. out of the way Okay. And so in these episodes, it was happening all the time. Okay. That they sent the actors they actually had off in one direction mm-hmm. and just threw, you know, Jason and Trini and Zach, like, stunt doubles in suits mm-hmm. off in another direction. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so they're fighting Terror Blossom and something else? Yeah, I mean, some stuff happens. It, I feel like this is kind of mostly checking off events that happen, and they try to do what they can. Like, 
So Terry Blossom at one point freezes these three. Mm-hmm. And the author gives Jason a dream sequence during that mm. um, of his old sensei, who was like a second father to him and was relevant in one episode and never appeared again, obviously. I mean, I, I read this and you're still telling me the stuff that I'm always surprised every time you mention something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this part didn't stick with me either, except no. that I was paying close attention. All of this like kind of back and forth fighting stuff, it kind of kind of blurs together a lot. Mm-hmm. So the author's doing what they can, but they're kind of also just stepping through the things that happen. Yeah, and the stuck-out point is just Jason being kind of a, appalled by everything, but never really telling his companions that he feels this way. Yeah, se. well, not except Zach and Trini, well, and so it's kind yeah. of odd. And like also at this point, they, they also like get out of their swords and like fight a putty again at a, at a point after this. I would say it would make more sense if you had watched the episodes, but it probably didn't make any more sense. And they're mm-hmm. talking about it from Jason's point of view, and they say, as the beings being attacked, the rangers launch into action around Jason. He watched as the putty struck at him, his own arms blocking the crude blows instinctively. Do you know what you are, little putty? Do you know who I am? Mm. He swings so intently. What makes you fight me? <laughs> I'm sorry, little one, but I have to fight back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... It's it's endearing in its own way. Mm. Like, but the funny part is that he's calling it little one. I think that's where it kind of loses me. This fanfiction is that he's infantilizing them so much. Mm. It's mm. like okay. if he was humanizing them, like I get that. Like they have their own human identities because they are fighting against him. They are his enemies. They've mm-hmm. fought him and hurt him and injured him and his friends. Like, if he wasn't infantilizing them, it would be a little bit more easy to comprehend because you go from saying, this thing is my, something that causes me fear mm-hmm. to something that I think of as a child. But he also, like, compared you it to, to the children after drawing, like, a child's yes. picture of a, of, of a rabbit. Yeah, right. look, he's but mostly the, infantilizing the putties, which... Kind of fair. What I'm saying is that (laughs) it's not that I don't get the infantilization of them, but what I don't understand is the the leap in his logic. Like, he went from fighting them as an enemy force Mm -hmm. to thinking of them as, like, things that are barely capable of any action. Like, just being like, you're just a tiny little child. Let me protect you. If he just thought... You're more like a human. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense to me. Like, mm. oh, you're a human that's fighting me for your own reasons, versus oh, you're just a baby. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That makes less sense to me. Well, touching in on a few other just like <laughs> amazing little close read things. Like, there's at one point they're fighting a bunch of putties, and at the end of it, it makes a note that like none of them were destroyed. They were all just like brought down to the ground and kind of like going like whoa around on the ground. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, Jason hadn't destroyed any of them. None of them had destroyed any of them. And I went and watched that scene, and that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. for no clear reason in that <laughs> in that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the author just, like, found a way to kind of justify it. That was in mm-hmm. one of the uh, uh, Ninja episodes? Uh, I think so, yeah, number yeah. two. And one thing I didn't check is that the Terror Blossom, this thing that's threatening to reproduce itself a bajillion times and, like, kill all of humanity or whatever, mm-hmm. tells... Jason, or tells the Megazord, so finish me off, or don't you have the guts? <laughs> and, like, the Megazord stands there and says, I didn't think so. You put up a good fight, but now it's time to sow my seeds. <laughs> he began to walk past the robot. Parting, he told the ta- rangers within, I'll be sure to tell my children about you. And then they destroy it. And so it's, it's like, uh, that's the moment when Jason 
decides to destroy it. Um, Terrorblossom heard it coming. He turned too late. The golden blade passed through his flesh and tore him asunder. He dropped to the ground and was incinerated. All that remained was a sprinkling of pink petals dancing lightly through the air. Jason's morpher unclasped from his belt into his hand. He held it for a moment, feeling its weight. His fingers then uncurled. The pack clattered across the floor at Zack's feet, and Jason walked away. And I didn't get far enough into rewatching those episodes. Is that actually the dialogue? Because if so, like, what a gift from those episode writers to this author i i want to doubt that that, that was the actual dialogue <laughs> you want to what i i i want to doubt yeah. yeah i mean it can't it can't have been right I'll, I'll tell my children about you that's <laughs> I highly <doubt>. too. <laughs> no yeah. that's not no i mean that no this is a question like, that could have been resolved I with three more minutes of research but like not, i didn't do it okay it's not worth i've it. not done the research <laughs> not watched it recently enough but no no the answer is no. Yeah, but things like the putties that was in the episode. Like, the, the putties not being but destroyed in that one particular fight. I think logically, please. <laughs> you can't do that with your no. mighty morphin, though. Mm. Like, uh, do you think that, well, I guess no, we could I look it up. No, I doubt it. I'm just... Uh, we all doubt it. Uh, nonetheless, we could look it up, given some thought. However, we're not thinking that hard. Given any effort. I mean, it, it's like canon We prefer that, to talk rather than think. It's canon that the mighty morphin, like... Incurs more damage upon different worlds than it does in Tank. After all, they're the ones that brought the uh, bad guy from Mighty Morphin Beetleborgs to, to Earth. <laughs> what? Yeah, they, they were like on a different planet. They like they went to Earth, and like the bad guy from Mighty Morphin Beetleborgs was like, oh, that, those uh, bad guys. Big, big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the, the, that was the reason the bad guy uh, went to Earth. What about VR wow. Troopers? Yes. Uh, how did that, that feature all tie in? That was a su- Super Samurai Squad, Cyber Squad, I think. <laughs> Now, the Ninja Turtles do cross over, of course, in canon. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But we won't talk about that yet. Mm. Okay. Okay. And so once they get towards the end, it kind of skips ahead, and it has mm-hmm. Jason boarding his flight to the World Peace Summit. <laughs> because the the characters were written out as having been randomly chosen. Randomly chosen as it's three, not, three teams mm-hmm. from Angel Grove, it's California. It's not even really stated Which that they applied to for To spread it. peace throughout the rest of the world. Right. Well, no... It, it is stated in the episodes, I think, that they applied. The, well, they, they all it? applied. I mean, Bulk and Skull applied to the same thing also. I guess they yes. must. It, it must be implied. In the episodes, it implied that they applied to the position. Right. Because their fellow Power Rangers are watching on, like, <laughs> will they get it? Mm. So, that is my interpretation. And, like, and like they, they watch it, and they want to be the first one to tell him to get it. But, like, they're all not there, because they're all, like... Uh, Rollerblading in the park by themselves. Uh, as they're riding bikes. Oh, yeah. that's right. And then uh, they go. Yeah. They go talk to the silhouettes of their friends and Which tell them that they made so it. And, and someone dubbing Jason is like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's so cool." Uh, I know. It's Jason's great. dubbed over voice is just embarrassing. I but can't. it's definitely a different person. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's hard. And then after that, the, the, yeah. I can't yeah. believe we got that. That's so dope. <laughs> I love it. It's chill. It's so cool. I, I, I Perfect, a, Jason. I, I would watch Thank a Power Ranger where like, you, you dub over m- most of the stuff. <laughs> Everything cool. but Bulk and Skull. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I could do a great Bulk and Skull. What are you talking about? Okay, do Go it. for it. Do Let's it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> no, never mind. I decided against it. Oh. Okay. Next time. Next Power Rangers fanfic. You're on board. <laughs> All right. So 
so anyway, they leave for the peace summit. It it writes out, you know, Jordan's last speech to them, saying that, like, you will always carry the spirit of the Power Rangers, but your destinies lie elsewhere, and you're going to help the world in a different way. Also, I was watching the episode again, and, like, Zordon is just a random fat guy, random fat guy's face in a tube, right? Yeah, that's about correct. Okay. <laughs> you know, what I was noticing about Zordon's face is that his mouth actually never moves. To his words. He does, it doesn't move oh, at all. Move at all? Well, yeah. he's telepathic. Yeah, is this worth it? Was no, like, but yeah. my point is, is that how many shots do they actually have to take of that face? Like very few. And, uh, it's also like a shot from like the guy, like like looking down, like yeah, very upset about about what's going on. It's like, couldn't you get more expressive facial features? The technology is mm. not that good, Dom. It was the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> it's being run by a. a Small person in a little, you know, <laughs> behind a curtain off to the side. Jurassic Park was, was in, in the 90s also. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jason, Jason, without really being able to renounce the necessity for Power Rangers, like we said, is freed of the burden of being one. Yeah. And the last line is, Jason smiled, or the last main line is, Jason smiled and closed his eyes. He could feel himself flying through the clouds, the air cool on his face. Mm. He was free. And then there's an epilogue in which he left a package for Rocky. Rocky was the replacement Red Ranger? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. W- w- was that the, the Agent Man? Or was that... Uh, Rocky's the one you don't remember because he had no distinguishing characteristics. Oh. Mm. Who was Rocky? Well, well, what was there? Uh, Rocky was the replacement for oh, the Red the, Ranger. The, 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 the white guy. <laughs> the white yeah, guy. Yeah, the white one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's yeah. literally like all his characteristic is like... Here's some white dude who replaces the Red Ranger. How long did we're, we're rough on Rocky? How long did did, did Rocky I, uh, stay with us? No Rocky was with us for about three seasons. That's a long time. Yep. You think I would have uh, re- remembered that? Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second half of season two, season three, Zio, first half of Turbo. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yet none of and us yet. remember. Although at this point I'd rather rewatch um, Grand Caesar. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a better idea. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jason left a message for Rocky mm-hmm. and it's like a, a notebook or whatever and it says open when the battle is over. So it's like he wants to share mm-hmm. his thoughts about it but uh, like uh, also uh, doesn't want to compromise Rocky's yeah. effectiveness I guess. Wants to share the concept of like effective of sentience of, the, of, of their enemies. <laughs> so great gift from Jason mm-hmm. after the battle is over open this and be like hey you probably just murdered a bunch of like Sentient creatures with <laughs> hopes and dreams. Yeah, you think we started with that <laughs> opening line? Uh, they, they they had an episode of um, the SS SS um, Great Man uh-huh. about that, where like the, the guy, um, they, they have Great Man who's like the guy who's combining with the cyber person or becoming the giant um, hero fighter, mm-hmm. and like their friend who's like who's a kaiju fan. It's like hey hey, hey uh, maybe all these uh, kaiju are 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 uh, human. Mm-hmm. And like that, that, like fucks him up for like a whole e- episode. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts about this episode? <laughs> I mean, it, this fanfic. I mean, this fanfic is very um, invocative. Yeah, like, it had a lot of good imagery. I think that kind of drew you in, even though there wasn't too much else happening because it was about Power Rangers episode. <laughs> the I I like that. I think the dialogue when they're writing it is usually kind of good and accurate. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was hard for me to read. It's really lurchy because it's going between all these like boxes that the author needs to check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the 
fastidiousness of the author in checking off boxes yes. and like drawing, doing direct quotes from the source yeah. is yeah. truly impressive. Well, it's like that, and, and like combining the concept of like trying to rewrite the um, first of the three ninja episodes mm-hmm. where, into something that had thematic coherence and like actually led somewhere. Uh, yeah, well, uh, well, like to the point where like Kimberly's listening to like the radio slash portable TV they mm-hmm. have. Where like they say this is totally one of my favorite songs. Kimberly beamed as a portable TV played a pop song. Around her, the teens lounged comfortably in the shifting afternoon sun. There's more teens lounging. <laughs> <laughs> lounging teens. Well, what, what did you do as a team? As a teen, Dom? I don't think I lounged. <laughs> Oh, I did. I we lounged around video game systems. I, I curled up, I think. Uh, I, I went out to the park. We played guitars and we dumpstered pizzas. And In between volunteering for the youth and fundraising for good Actually, causes? Actually, yes. Okay, well, good. Well, no, mostly just doing friends of trees. <laughs> you were truly a teen yeah. with attitude, Tori. Oh, oh, no, I was basically a Power Ranger. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, Amada, well, what did you and I do it as teens? Because we were definitely together, I think, when we did that. Uh, we played video games in a dark basement. Yes. And yes. we played role-playing games mostly in a dark basement. Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> so, less Power Ranger material there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, what I was going to say is, uh, yeah, I did some of this stuff as a teen. But all right, a lot of other stuff, you know, I think teenagers do a lot of different activities but mm-hmm. i think the ideal here that power just always try to evoke tries to evoke is like this um sitting out in the sun being cool playing your guitar playing guitar yeah yeah playing guitar yeah. hanging out at the juice bar the juice, the juice bar. bar which is so bizarre by that, the way okay. like I mean, no that, like that, what? that has to be a thing but, for people who are under 18 but very socially active right it's not a real uh, thing like I've never discovered this thing as being an actual thing I, it, it could be a Californian thing right perhaps <laughs> and if it were we don't know people I, would hang out the, it's like a thing in Buffy too like it's just like this, oh the like, Buffy these, thing yeah, yeah. The, the, that random club they went to all the time that, all like, the time they just like teens grew up in, like, into like an adult club when, 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 when they grew up was yes. that a juice club it, originally, yeah originally like yeah. in Buffy they were just like teens and, and, and like, they, they had a Anya who was a like a centuries old demon right <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. they uh, give me a beer and it's like show me some ideas like fine I'll, 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 I'll take a juice <laughs> yeah and, and it was so weird because yeah it implied that they served alcohol there as well as juice and teens just hung out there and, and they just, drank juice they, they just and hung out there cool. and, like, and like played pool and then when they got old enough they drank beer and played pool in the same place exactly like as yeah. if there was this seamless integration of that that but to we'll, adult we'll, and child we will definitely talk about but... this on our, our Buffy podcast later yes <laughs> oh absolutely there's anyway, no way we're not getting Buffy fan fiction at some oh please please yes <laughs> power I want rangers. to go to there power what rangers what I say about power rangers is it's interesting that they seem like these ideal teenagers living right. these ideal teenage lives. But Say teenagers with attitude, yeah. Yeah, like most teenagers never could. But, you know, when I started watching Power Rangers, I was like five. So seemed totally normal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that this author created that seamlessness and that, like, normal, quote-unquote normal teenage life. And also the, like, total drama that Jason undergoes in this fic. But, the whole um, moral um, uneasiness that comes with 
destroying something that may or may not be sentient, but like you have to do it because mm-hmm. it's it's your job and like might might kill yeah, humans. Power Rangers yeah, Power Rangers is not I, yeah. meant to create that moral conundrum, but yeah. this author does it, and they do it while keeping the same tone that Power Rangers does throughout. It's mm-hmm. like nonsense that they're able to do that. It's I, super good. I could complain about Zach and Trini being really peripheral, mm-hmm. but I think Jason is the one to do this with. <laughs> Both because he's like the Red Ranger, he's yeah. like the center person, and because as a yeah. character, if I can say anything about Jason, it's that he's a serious person who, like, he's more inclined to brood than some of the others. Like, he's the one who yeah. is going to be, like, yeah. really thinking I... about this and, like, going over it and I mean, turning it over sure. and, like, he has like know. He has, like, 164th Native American, so. <laughs> I, I feel like Jason was the one to pick, even though growing up I always felt like he was more of a lighthearted character and I always identified with him like, I wanted to be him, you know, I want to be, like, the cool one. I always thought But th- if th- you th- pick th- th- a character, you know, yeah. like, Billy is kind of too academic, mm-hmm. and all the other characters are kind of too lighthearted, and Tommy is too idealistic, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Jason might be the one to pick. Well, I do it, see the that. The only choice was Jason Zachratrini, like, in this in this yes, context for yeah, this author. Definitely. And, and like, definitely. I, I, I usually wouldn't say Zach, because um, Zach had an axe, and that was the, definitely the, the coolest weapon. Agreed. I think I would have gone with Zach, because Zach is the least fleshed-out Power Rangers character. Really? You think like, he's he less fleshed-out than Trini? I mean... Okay. <laughs> Zach and Trini. Zach and Trini. I will give you Zach and Trini, and Kimberly yeah. also is uh, not Kim- very fleshed-out. Kimberly gets enough time, enough she screen gets time, more that screen she, time. like... But does she get a personality? Um, she's a more competent actor than some. I I think both of the fine. I, I think both of the female performers do not get personality. Exactly. Mm. Correct. Yeah. And Zach actually gets the least personality, I think. But but like, his personality is hip hop keto. Hip hop keto. Yeah. That yeah, is his custom martial art that he yeah, develops. That's not a personality. No, I'm it's... I'm I'm being sarcastic. And... No, I no, but I don't I know, that you I'm, are. I'm laughing to I'm just say. To... Relieve the pain. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I'm a black martial artist. That's my personality. Hip hop keto. Uh, at I'm one point, man. Zach gets to wield the like dragon armor from the Green Ranger suit, and mm-hmm. that's the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds the best. Just once. Yeah. It's like it, it's th- a struggle th- to decide whether the female characters get less attention or the black character gets less attention. Basically, a, 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 the non-white characters. Uh, <laughs> I, I think what we have to ask ourselves is: in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, did mm-hmm. any characters actually get character development? I feel like Tommy did. Although I feel Tommy like, did. I, I Tommy's character development was powers. It was not character. That's fair. And, and beyond that, I have to I go know. back to um, I mean, he turned from Nights evil to Tier good. No. <laughs> Which was a Never different mind. series. <laughs> anyway. Tier no Yeah, Missing Nights oh, yeah. is a Tier Nanog. Yeah. It yeah, was I the... know Tier Nanog. That's a, that's a British child's folklore. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 it's a Celtic thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they had three nights where it was like... I mean, I studied where, that. It was like sea around me, like fire before me. And like I was so concerned because like, they had one more night after that. I didn't know because like they said like before around beside and I don't know don't know what the fourth night could have uh, invoked. Turned out it was like forest around me or something. I was like oh that's a sellout. <laughs> hmm. I was like before and behind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like above, below, and like in front. Uh, and, like, and like it was forest around me or something. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, for this fanfic. Um, I think I appreciated what it was doing more than I enjoyed it actively. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's interesting seeing, you know, the multiple reasons that people write fan fiction. 
and being very very unsatisfied with a specific thing in the continuity is like a reason that i feel like we haven't seen yet and this is i feel like that's why the author wrote this is that they wanted to do that exit better than it was done i feel like i would appreciate Mm. the style of writing in in a different context Mm. something that was more inherently um intellectual uh, emotionally uh, responsible than 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 mighty morphous power rangers (laughs) yeah but like if he had to do it in a fan context then I, I I understand. I just kind of wish it was it was more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tori, any final thoughts? Well, I think there was some effort put here. Yeah, do I wish it was more? Totally, but uh, there was some effort put here, and I will respect that. Considering yeah. this material being so literally made for six year olds, you know, like what are you gonna do with that? Um, I also wonder why they put so much effort into material that was made for six-year-olds. Well, Power Rangers fan base is question. serious business. It was definitely something that, that, that mattered to them at the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm just wondering why it mattered so much. Like, yeah, yeah like, Power Rangers still is a cool thing to me. Like, because it was a part of my childhood as, like, a five- and six-year-old. Yeah, it, it speaks to me. But, like, but putting effort into that as, you know, a teenager or adult, yeah. Seems bizarre. So I, I'm curious a, about why they tried, but hey, they did, and they did a good job. As, as like a teenager with attitude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm auto, yeah, you and I still have to watch a Gundam Ranger sometime. Sure. I'm always up for anything that's sentai Well, it, it's a it's a common writer um, with like a, that, that famous author. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, I love common writer. Yeah. Uh, all right. We should probably wrap this up, though. Yeah. Um, because the fanfic is over, and so I guess so are we. Right. Now, <laughs> remember... We, we, we don't exist anymore. <laughs> at the end of last episode, I made the joke that, like, oh, we did Sailor Moon, and now we're doing color-coded superheroes. <laughs> yeah. But So this time I wanted to switch it up more. Mm-hmm. And instead of writing about a bunch of teen martial artists... We're going to... Uh, we're uh, doing... Garwells? Ninja Turtles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So th- there's my joke. There's my there's my connection lead in there. Okay. <laughs> now, the other thing about next week mm-hmm. is that it is going to be going up on December 21st. Oh. That is fairly close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it is our Christmas episode. So take that, I guess. Take that. <laughs> and as such, our fanfic is going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fanfic, Peace on Earth, Goodwill to Turtles, by Blue. <laughs> Is this going to be super Christian? <laughs> it is going to be somewhat Lutheran, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, oh, no. <laughs> this one, well, I'll get into it, but it was recommended by someone whose opinion I trust. Mm-hmm. We will talk about it ne- next time for Christmas. Okay, because I, I will ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> it can be found on fanfiction.net. Our link to it is bit.ly slash RFR Turtles. Mm-hmm. Please look forward to it. I, I assume. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was episode 15 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective. Loss of Innocence. Innocence. <laughs> C-E-N-T-S by Joe Rovan. You can find a copy of it on uh, the author's personal website. We're providing that link there at bit.ly slash R-F-R loss. I went loss instead of innocence <laughs> because obviously. Right. The intro song for the podcast is The Weekly Fair off of the album Popey's Incredible Adventure by Komiku. The outro song is Run Against the Universe from the same album. You can find that album and other works by Komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. 
You can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic, which points you to that same Podbean site. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts about the episode, please leave them or send us an email at retrofanficretrospective at gmail.com. And if you could uh, leave a comment or review on our Apple podcast page, that'd be super cool. That would be genuinely helpful. Yes. Uh, because clearly everyone needs to know our thoughts about 20-year-old <laughs> fan fiction. Please. <laughs> or in this case, 17-year-old fan fiction. It's a fan fiction w- with attitude. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm Amato. I'm Tori. I'm dumb. We are just three Earth life forms with attitude trying to be nice to each other. Morphin time. <laughs> Until next time, take care. Tyrannosaurus. Rabbit. Uh, <laughs> butterfly. Changing your animals. <laughs> Dog too. <laughs>